This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackened Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackened. Hey, everybody. This is Aaron Tile. I'm the host of Stupid Movie Tuesday and Aaron Explains the Universe. And you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. Email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. And three, two, one. Thank you guys for bearing with me and joining me here on the 255th episode of the Elijah Bailey Show. Uh, things are not going the way that I planned. Got some uh, technical issues here, but let's go ahead and get through this show and then see if I can salvage uh, this bitch later. Um, if you were here last week, you saw Michiat Bokoti. Buckety was back. Uh, we talked anime, we talked manga, we talked everything under the sun that we've been thinking about and hadn't been able to talk about forever. And this week it is me, Solo Dolo, but it is the Video Games Week. So if you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, each and every week of the month is something new, but it's reoccurring. That makes sense. First week of the month is always comics. Second week is anime. Third week, like this week, is video games. Fourth week is the Bailey Bugle. And if there's a fifth week, that's some special shit right there. So... Since it is the third week, video games, I always hit you over the head with the video game releases for the month. Um, but then once we dive into segment two, I've got some news and um, something new for you guys. And then segment three, as always, is wrapping up the show with anime and manga and the month. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. Uh, let's go for the March video game releases. Uh, March 2nd, we have Harvest Moon One World coming out for the Switch. We also have... Uh, was it McQuet? Yeah, McQuet for PlayStation 5, PS4, and PC. Uh, we have Neptunia Virtual Stars coming out for PlayStation 4. And then Yakuza Like a Dragon coming out for PS5. Those are all your March 2nd releases. March 3rd, all you have is Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 coming out for PC. Uh, March 4th, we have three titles. We have AR No, Sur uh, no Surge D uh, DX for PS4, Switch, and PC. We also have uh, Sill No Surge DX for PS4, Switch, and PC. I feel like I'm butchering that shit because I have no idea what that is. Um, but we also have Loop Hero coming out for PC. And then Sea of Solitude, the director's cut, coming out for Switch. March 5th, you have Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, jumping to March 9th, we have Apex Legends coming out for the Switch. And then 
Genso Skydrift coming out for P, uh, PS4. March 10th, you had uh, Krata coming out for PC. Then March 12th, we have Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and the Switch. Then coming up, because, oh yeah, it hasn't even hit this. This is uh, the 316. 316's got a big list day. I think the biggest list day in March, maybe March 30th is as big, but... Here are the titles that are coming out on 316 Day. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, March 16th. You have Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, re, uh, Re-Reckoning coming out for the Switch. Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Um, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Uh, Stadia as well. We have Mundane coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Then we have RBI Baseball 21 coming out for Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. You also have Samurai Showdown coming out for Xbox Series X and S. Then we have Saviors of Sapphire Wings and Strander, uh, or yeah, Stranger of Sword City Revisited coming out for Switch and PC. And then last but not least, you have Stubbs, the zombie in uh, Rebel Without a Pulse, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, PC. Moving to March 18th, you have uh jack john coming out for switch then we have malgam lord coming out for ps4 and switch then marvel's avengers coming out for ps5 xbox series x and s march 19th is plants versus zombie battle uh for a neighborville coming out for switch and then also root film coming out for ps4 and switch uh, March 23rd, we have Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town coming out for Switch. March 24th, you have Love Live, School Idol Festival, After School, Wawa, Home Meeting coming out for PS4, and then Paradise Lost coming out for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. March 25th, we have Black Legend for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, which that looked badass. Then we have Dandy Ace coming out for PC and Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, hitting Xbox One and PC. March 26th, we have Balen Wonderland coming out PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, we also have It Takes Two coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then Monster, Monster Hunter Rise coming out for Switch. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S. Moving to March 29th, we have Neptunia Virtual Stars coming out for PC. Then March 30th, we have Evil Genius 2 World Domination coming out for PC. Kingdom Heart 2.8 Final Chapter. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, all coming out for PC. And then last but not least, you have Nardia Boy coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC to round out March 30th. And the last day of the month, March 31st, you have two. Drifters coming for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then the Binding of Isaac's Repentance coming out for PC. So those, a shit ton of them, are your March releases. Uh, Make sure to pick them up. Again, we're, what's today? March 14th. So 
there's quite a few titles for you guys to pick up, but there's still more to come. Again, March 16th, Steve Austin Day is a big day. March 30th is a big day for PC for all the Kingdom Heart titles. Uh, but there's a lot here. And then Monster Hunter. We I was talking about that with somebody else, so we'll get on it. But we have to keep moving because we have a shit ton of news. Uh, it is time for Tayose. We always get here. We always uh, find a black character, whether it's anime manga video games comics and we celebrate them because they've changed the genre they've added to the context of the genre and today is no different uh we have bam lola now i'll bring the picture back up actually let me leave that picture up while i pull this stuff out now most of you guys are thinking lola bunny because everybody's on lola bunny's ass right now but no we're talking lola from after party uh, let's go ahead and switch this over. If you have not played After Party, After Party is basically the game of, you know, you trying to beat the devil. Uh, you and your friend die. You have to try to get your souls back. So, yeah, it is uh, it is very interesting. Actually, we're going to do it. There we go. <clears throat> and let me move over here to read. Um so Lola from After Party, even though she's trapped in hell, Lola stays a sharp-witted smarty pants in the over in overalls who doesn't have time for anyone. Uh, before she ended up down in hell, uh, below she was an activist fighting for the good in the world, and her passion carries over into the underworld. After Party is a game powered by conversation and characters, and Lola's perspective always makes situations more interesting. It always, it's always nice to have uh, Lola touch the things, and she really portrays a character that we don't see much uh, by black characters. Um, Lola goes off the handle promoting social, not promoting, but about social justice uh, throughout the game, and like I said, it's a change to see this character from the other stereotypes you know you got cj stereotypes and then you have very specific parameters for the black characters that they do create that have no personality um she's literally like the life of the party and she brings some some reality to the situation and basically her and milo are trying to beat the devil in drinking so they can um get their lives back and live really because they didn't know what happened let's go ahead and take that off that shit's trippy um yeah, they think we're like a few days away from graduation because all I know, all I remember now is like we're in hell. We're going drinking around and trying to drink out, drink the generals, uh, also have all these conversations to find out more about hell and about Satan and how to beat him and get our lives back. And then um, you finally start. You have to you have your own personal hell demon. You have to you have these conversations uh, again between these kids because the world is their oyster. But they're in a situation where they're in hell, they're button heads, you know, they're supposed to stay together. How do you stay together with your best friend when you guys are fighting, when you don't agree? But it's a very, very good story. It's on Xbox Game Pass, so go ahead and just download it and give it a play. But that's going to end segment one, so let's take a quick pause for the cause. And before we do that, let me go ahead and prep beforehand. So you always got to be ready with something. Which one was it? Oh, there we go. Yeah, you always got to be ready because if you're not, then, you know, things just go awry. But we'll be back after this pause for the cause to the 255th episode of The Elijah Bailey Show. And we'll go into what's new in gaming.
folks. We are back. We, Chewie and, and Vader are laying here on the floor. We're family, and we're all here for this show today. But today is our video game episode, so let's dive back into the news topic. So there are one, two, three, four, like five topics today. Um, trying to figure out the best order. We'll hit with startling piece of news to some. Then we'll go into some trailers I want you guys to watch, and then I'll I'll round it out with the rest of the news ESPN <laughs> notifications. I don't like sports unless they're video games. It's a video game episode. So let's dive into it. First bit of news. Bam. We are talking about the world of Halo Infinite. Now, we've been getting news. Uh, this comes from GameSpot, uh, written by Eddie Machuk. My chunk. It's not. There's no unk in there. Was Chuck Ma Chuck. Uh, this comes out March 12th. I'm spending too much time on the name because I know when people butcher my name or call me some crazy shit, some people take offense to it. I don't, but I didn't want to mess up your name, Eddie. Just want to give you credit. Halo Infinite won't have dual wielding or playable elites. Devs reveal in a 44 minute deep dive, which you can find, you know, on YouTube or here at Gamespot uh, in the article. Microsoft has released another deep dive uh, video of Halo Infinite in uh, in which several developers from the team spend 44 minutes answering questions about the game, uh, which was originally supposed to launch on the Xbox Series X and S. One feature uh, that won't be in the game, at least initially, is dual wielding weapons included in Halo 2. The feature has been uh, critical to many players' loadouts since then. And, I mean... It's a good way to get the jump on somebody. It's a good way to, you know, outcapacity them when your gun is not the strongest necessarily. So I, I kind of feel that pain. I, I was, I, my head was like uh, in the clouds a little bit, but I was like, I mean, you have so many other weapons. Is this really a problem? Is this something they're going to fix? Uh, let's continue and find out. Uh, the whole video uh, is a treat with the sandbox designer, Quinn De La Hoyo, Hoyo, uh, lead world designer John Mulkey, campaign art lead Justin Dings, and gameplay director Troy Mashburn answering numerous questions the fans submitted on Twitter. So the no dual wielding. Among the things we learn is that there's uh, not dual wielding in the game. Uh, De La Hoyo said dual wielding is not currently in the cards, at least at the moment. Whenever you set out to make a game with the size of a Halo Infinite, there's a, there's many things you can do. I think we have a very talented team uh, that we're working with and can do anything, but we can't do everything. The developer said 343 instead uh, chose to focus on Halo Infinite's weapons, gunplay, grenades, and melee, as well as equipment. So we should be getting a different feel. Even though they're taking away something else, they're trying to impact and improve the quality of of other games play aspects. So, as, as always, me and Buck say this every time that we're talking about video games or even anime. Just give it a give it a try, and we're going to give it a try uh, before we give our opinions. But the two other things that are different and that they discuss is different cinematics. So, also in the video, it's confirmed that Halo Infinite will adopt the Uncharted style of cinematics and that there won't be any uh, distinct cutscenes. Instead, cutscenes will blend into gameplay without giving you a black screen or a hard stop in the series uh, where the series did previously. Um, there will be a seamless transition from gameplay to cinematics and vice versa, the studio said. Um, De La Hoya said, we also learned in the video that there are no... Uh, playable elites in Halo Infinite. This is a Master Chief story and a Spartan story. So that's all we're going to see. Spartans, Master Chief, no elite story, and also 
the fact that it transitions. I like that. I mean, everybody likes it because it cuts out the load time and it doesn't stop, you know, the campaign. If anytime you're playing a video game, you want to stop it to take a break, you just pause it in the cut scenes and go into the gameplay. I feel like that's what everybody's been asking for is for everything to be seamless. And that's what these later or these next gen consoles promise. So again, another move that's right on track, which could have been, you know, one of the delays. The last thing is open world. Uh, someone also asked if you can knock things uh, off the edge of the Zeta Halo map, and you can, while the developers also clarify how much of an open game Halo Infinite is. Massburn said people have uh, preconceived ideas of how, about how um, open world and what a semi-open world means. For some people, this means going out into the world and gathering elements to craft, but that's not what we're about. For Halo Infinite, Mashburn says, Halo Infinite was inspired by the open nature of Halo 1's silent uh, cartography mission and how much freedom it gives players. Uh, when we talk about the spiritual reboot of the franchise with Halo Infinite, we want to capture the essence of uh, these feelings of the player's choice. While Halo Infinite might not be fully open world, Mashburn says players will have much more freedom than in the past. He referred a Halo 5 mission where you pilot a scorpion and then leave it behind as you move on to the next mission. In Halo Infinite, things might be different. He's like, what if you could keep that scorpion? What if you could drive that scorpion to the next mission in Halo Infinite? And then we start talking, um, uh, taking uh, t taking that future. What if instead going through the front gate of the mission, you can drive the scorpion up a hill around the backside and blow up the, the wraith uh, that's parked uh, there because... You know, the enemy is now around and you've got that scorpion. So what we're seeing is they're trying to craft a more open world feeling game as in choice. And I think when you have games like Halo, sometimes, especially replaying, you know what's going to happen, but you're kind of locked into a set of decisions. Like I can go around this, you know, piece of scaffolding. I can go around this corner and shoot, throw a grenade, go from there. But now we actually have choices to be like, I don't want to go through the front part. And I think like if you guys have watched any of the gameplay of, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, I think that's a good open world strategy map to where it gives you variable options to move around. Now, sometimes you do just have to go in the front or the back, but I'm liking, I'm liking everything I'm here. And Halo has been a franchise I've been on since I, I got a 360, which my wife bought me essentially. And I've been playing ever since I, even the first Xbox, when my cousins had the game, we just party up and play. So, I'm glad that they're spending time and, and things aren't just getting rushed out. I think that's one thing that, you know, we always talk about, but that's one thing that's needed in the game industry is just to slow the pacing down just a bit and give some considerations uh, to the games that are being developed. And since I've talked for a long time, let's go ahead and look at this trailer. This one hit me right here. It's like right in the fields. I didn't know we were going to get this. I've been super excited about it. Um, you guys know that I love the franchise and series. Hell, the last episode was all about this. So let's go to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot um, <clears throat> and check out the DLC. Uh, DLC pack number three. And I can't remember exactly when this is coming out, but this is a little bit of a lengthy trailer. What we get to see here is we, we're going through Trunks' narrative, Trunks' story. So this is the storyline of future Gohan and future trunks this is where goku dies that you see bulma crying holding baby trunks um gohan's crying chi chi's crying over his body goku had the heart attack in dragon ball z 
And so now you're going to live through Trunks lifespan as a kid and learning how to go Super Saiyan, the whole Gohan losing the arm, Gohan being the mentor, all the Z fighters dying by the androids and then him coming back to the past. And I'm all for it. They did so great with that game. I know that, uh, we didn't talk about last time, but, uh, Buck's son, Caden has maxed out Goku and Vegeta now as Super Saiyan blue training with Whis and Beerus. So he's just going around fighting and, and killing you know, on the maps because they're still giving us raids now. If you haven't played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot since the last time, this latest DLC has included raid packs. So that way, whenever you're flying around, you fly into your group of you know three, I think it's three opponents, but really it's a raid of a hundred or a thousand and you have to use your support characters and kill all of them. And the faster you kill them, the higher ranking you get and the more orbs. And really the game is all about orbs as if you can get all the orbs, you can max out your characters. Um, and so we have raids now, but now we're also getting this storyline, which was told in Dragon Ball Z, uh, Kakarot as we went through, cause we had trunks come back. We had the whole Frieza, resurrection you know mecha frieza deal but this right here trunks the warrior of hope god this shit is beautiful they have continued to surprise me each and every time and then we also have um if you guys haven't played they have a card game at the beginning of the uh, the title screen now so whenever you log into dragon ball z kakarot it'll have the card playing game you can play that and they'll give you some coins and stuff in game but it's just a nice way to think of strategy and and almost like DBZ Yu-Gi-Oh, if you will. Uh, oh, there's one more trailer. Let's go ahead and pull this one up. We're not going to watch all of this one. This one is Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Um, and they bring in the man Dragon Ball Z himself. The man that swallowed the four-star Dragon Ball in, you know, just regular Saiyan form. SSJ4, Super Saiyan 4. But this is Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. It's going to take us through the history of Goku and Vegeta from the very first rivalry all the way up to, bam, fusion dance. And now they're Gogeta. And I, I'm slow. I'm behind on all this. I have not uh, beat Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I feel like that is an eSports game. So basically, I'm just on there trying to rank up, trying to get better with the characters, learn the moves, just like I did with Final Bout, uh, with uh, Legends, and uh, Ultimate Bout, like all that stuff. And this reminds me so much of it. And now we have characters. We have this next one that's coming up. Like, if you guys don't know who that is, they're from the same series. They're from GT. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta fighting Super Baby, which was a truffle, a tuffle, and I can't get into all that, but this next one right here is what we've been waiting for. Super Saiyan Blue, Gogeta versus SSJ4 Gogeta. Um, if you guys haven't been keeping up with the manga after what we told you last week, you need to keep up with it. Actually, we're about to watch the rest of this bitch because this was amazing. I love the gameplay. I love the style. So with seeing this, having Master Roshi, Ultra Instinct, Goku, Kefla, all the characters they have on there, both Broly's, I'm going to go ahead and buy the season pass and get all these characters and just dive into them. Because the skill set, the moves, the art, the cell shading, this looks amazing. Why would you not want to play this? And they, they can just keep adding characters. I saw somebody drew a character design for Chi-Chi when she was younger. And then I saw like the Broly Chi-Chi that was all fucked up and maxed out. But I digress. 
there we go. Master Roshi, Kefla, Goku, Ultra Instinct, Super Baby 2. Uh, you guys got to get on it. If you're not playing Dragon Ball Z Fighters, if you love the show and the franchise, I would say play that for, you know, online. Get online. Battle some people like we do in Naruto. Like the anime community will dive into Naruto Shippuden, dive into Dragon Ball Fighters. I feel like it, it's making the rounds. Even Jump Force. I'll jump in on Jump Force and and, and get in on that action too. Uh, two more bits of news before we move on. Uh, this one, did I have artwork for this? I feel, I feel like I did find artwork for it, but then I didn't put it up, so it don't matter. Um, yeah, this one's a little bit shorter. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade Resident Evil Village live stream coming March 21st. So, Sony Interactive Japan has announced on March 21st uh, they're a live stream that focuses on two upcoming PlayStation titles, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade and Resident Evil Village. The hour-long presentation is billed as a talk show that makes you want to play and goes live at 3 a.m. Pacific Time and 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's split in half with producer Yoshinori Katatsu leading the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade segment and director Morimasa... Mori Masa Sato in charge of the Resident Evil Village chunk. Both developers uh, will be joined by uh, other people, including MCs Hatsune Matsu, uh, Matsushima and Takuya Nakamura, as well as model and television personality Kayo Sato. Sony Japan has not specified what will be uh, shown during the Play 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 live stream, uh, but it will be available on the company's official YouTube channel once it goes live on March 21st. So they give us uh, just a little bit more about these two titles. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is an enhanced version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake with the optimization like higher frame rates. It stars the Konoichi Yuffie in a new story arc as part of the PS5 exclusive expansion. And the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate drops June 10th. Resident Evil Village is the latest entry in the long-running Resident Evil franchise and serves as a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, it's made a lot of head uh, headlines uh, for its tall vampire antagonist, Lady Dimitriscu, which we talked about a few episodes ago last month in the video game segment, um, which the internet continues to thirst for. Resident Evil Village launches on May 7th for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Now, the last bit of news that we have uh, is that Infinite Darkness, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness Netflix Netflix series. Now, if you want to see the key art and the actors that uh, Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield are modeled after, which is Nick uh, Apostolides and Stephanie Pensiello, you can go on uh, Twitter and put in, uh, what is it, at NXO in netflix so it's at nx on netflix and this was posted on march 11th so scroll back and you can see the uh god that looks damn good the poster for the the cgi resident evil series and then you can also see the characters so netflix has quite a video gaming adaptation coming down the pipeline no, it's okay. Including a CGI Resident Evil series called Infinite Darkness. Netflix did share a teaser video back in January, which we watched. Uh, now the streaming company has dropped another new look, this time with the key art and a full synopsis. Uh, the TV and movie giant has previously teased the new Resident Evil series, saying when biohazards run wild, only a pair of veteran zombie slayers can get the job done. Now we've got an even closer look, and like I said, 
on Twitter. Go to at NX on Netflix and you can see. But the synopsis we've been waiting for, nobody really knew what this was going to be about. And so we've got it. it says in 2006, the White House, a symbol of the United States, was hacked by someone. Traces of unauthorized access were found in top secret files under the presidential jurisdiction. U.S. agents um, Leon S. Kennedy and others convened for the investigation in encountered yeah investigation encountered unidentified zombies um, in the sudden power outage of the white house and controlled him with swat meanwhile tara save employee claire redfield encounters a strange painting by a boy with aphasia in a country he visited to help refugees claire pursues her own investigation triggered by the picture that seems to have drawn a virus infected person the next morning, Claire visits the White House to petition for the construction of a welfare facility, finds Leon, who happens to meet again, and shows the boy's drawing. Leon realizes some things about uh, something about the connection between the White House zombie incident and the strange painting, but leaves the scene saying, it has nothing to do with you, Claire. The two zombie outbreaks that took place in the distant countries eventually evolved into a nation-shaking situation. So now that we know that Claire is heading to the White House, we've also got confirmation about some of the cast, particularly uh, our leading protagonist, which I told you you can go ahead and see. But uh, with Capcom's Hiroyuki Kobayashi at the helm as executive producer alongside uh, Quibico, a 3D animation studio, and TMS Entertainment, the upcoming Resident Evil series looked like it's going to be a proper adaptation, which reflects the iconic franchise. So be on the lookout for that. The last thing that I have for you guys, I wanted to introduce something new, but I mean, it's not new. I just haven't done it in a while. It, behind the sticks, like just talking to you guys about video games. And since we are talking about Resident Evil, let's go ahead and move right into what I've been playing. I started it. I think you guys heard me talking about it when it first came out. We were talking about how it's fucked up. They make you eat gross food, all rotten and shit. And you're running around the house from crazy zombie type people. I'm playing Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Now, you guys will get to see uh, the stream uh, soon now that everything's... Well, shit, I don't know. The stream today is, is fucked up, but hopefully soon. And I got to tell you, like... I've enjoyed playing a lot of scary games. We played Resident Evil 2 uh, on the show, and then I streamed it for like a month after that. And then, um, what was it? They took it off PlayStation Network. Don't don't even think. Um, Dying Light. Uh, what's the one? Dead by Dead by Daylight. So I've been playing a lot of that shit, and I like playing in the dark. It's nice and cozy. And I was like, yeah. This shit is just kind of, it's just, I don't know, the similarity is like zombie apocalypse before 2020. I was like, ah, that ain't going to happen. Now I'm not too sure. But something that would happen that's more likely to happen is a group of, of rednecks kidnapping me in this fucking house. Now that that's kind of scary. You kind of get jump scares there because you can't beat his ass. You're running and he's hitting you with a stick and shit. But I also realized, like, Ethan, who's the main character of Resident Evil Biohazard 7, which you also see in Resident Evil Village, is a, is crazy. Mia called you after three years. She told you never come find her no matter what. Then she contacts you, says, come find me. The bitch is crazy. The house you look for, you have to go all the way around the back and sneak through, and it looks all disheveled and shit. Like, 
that's not me. That part of it, I'm not going to get. But like if I got kidnapped or something like that, something happens and I wind up getting hipna- kidnapped, that could possibly happen. So this this one's this is, is a true you know scare for me. I, I'm getting shocked a lot. So like I said, I'll stream for you guys because I'm having fun. A lot of the stuff is like just, you know how Resident Evil is. You find your equipment, you solve your puzzles, you know, got to run, maybe have to kill, hit something. Already fucked me up with that axe. But I do love the fact that you're getting this different story from Resident Evil, even though it's kind of kind of chilling. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And then the other game that I'm playing is Stardew fucking Valley. Stardew Valley. <sighs> My wife and sister-in-law played it and told me about how you basically have charge of your farm and in three years, you have to get this farm looking right, or your grandpa's ghost is going to come back and basically disown you. I was like, oh, you shouldn't have fucking did the farm, bitch. I died. I should have stayed alive because you suck. Well, we're playing. They added a new co-op screen. Makes a world of difference because you have two people doing the same thing. Every day, we make anywhere from 16000 to I think the most is $29,000 a day. And that's like we got sheep. We got goats, we got cows, we got pigs. The pigs find like multiple truffles. The cows and goats give you milk. Sheep gets you wool. Uh, rabbits give you fur to where you can spin in the cloth and shit like that. And you sell, you trade, you barter. And it's like the Sims and Civilization just on a more basic eighter bitter level. Because it's a little 8-bit game. It's nice. It's fun. Uh, we easily spent like eight hours playing one day and then the next day woke up and played for like another five or six. Now probably consistent hour and a half to two hours. Uh, easy to get lost in. That's a good game to relax with. If you haven't go on Twitch or check out my stream so you guys can see that. Um, but that's all I've been playing. So let's do this. Let's take another pause for the cause because the news got a little bit lengthy and then we're going to come back and round out the show with segment three. Anime and Manga of the Month. We'll be right back. Now here's a little story that I got to tell about a young gangster nigga out of Jacksonville. He started slinging tapes back on 103 and then he teamed up with that nigga Teddy P. That's me. T. T Pain. If you guys have not seen his Twitch channel, if you guys have not watched his streams, he has a lot of good stories. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of good fun. God, focus in, focus in, camera. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, finish out today with anime and manga of the month. Same anime we've been talking about. Bam! Oh shit, I had the wrong one up there. Boom! There we go. Boom! Boom! This one actually, let's move it here because I don't want my name covered up it's a great twitch handle but toilet bound hanukkah so it is a japanese manga series by uh adiar it has been serialized by square enix 12 episodes written by yasuhiro nakamishi licensed by funimation entertainment uh, studio lerche and initially ran from january uh, 9th 2020 to March 26, 2020. Uh, and you can also, besides Funimation, find it on Hulu and Amazon Prime. Uh, Nene and the ghost of Hanako-kun want to stay out of trouble at uh, Kamome Academy, but shenanigans follow them wherever we she goes, wherever they go. Now, 
basically there's a story about going to the bathroom, the girl's bathroom, going to the third stall and knocking three times and saying like saying your wish to Hanako-kun and also complimenting her. But it turns out that Hanako-kun is a boy and the way that he solves wishes or, or grants wishes are is a little unorthodox. Like she wants to, a boy to fall in love with her. He gives her a book on how to fall in love and then, you know, follows her around to see what her life's like, see what she's good at, trying to bring out her qualities for these other boys. And it's, it's just nice little comedy, lighthearted. And I love the art. I love the thick lining and the shading around, you know, the eyes, the hair, um, and just the clothes. It's it, it's really nice. It's very stylized. But anime of the month is Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun. And then we go to Manga of the Month. Again, before you get to category, you had to go through Gamblefish. So, boom, Manga of the Month is Gamblefish. We follow our boy. This is the original Soma for you guys that haven't watched Food Wars. But his name is to, uh, Tomu. And Tomu was a kid that basically the best damn gambler around besides his daddy his dad goes out to a party never comes back so he's uh, tomo the boy spends his time getting better at gambling you know whorehouses back alleys doing everything he can to be a better gambler to, to learn when people are lying to see through deception and to make his way to the academy and let me pull this out i forget the academy's name uh shishoto academy and he's gonna base hey what's up everybody Elijah 5000 here me and the Buckley appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week again we drop every Thursday if you're new to the Elijah Bailey show go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean or Spotify or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly and just subscribe rate and review thank you and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast